prepare yourself, dear reader, for another gripping tale of adventure, drama, and self-discovery. This is Wonder World Comics. All right. We're here tonight, and we're going to be introducing yet another character to the Wonder World Comics universe. We've been on a spree lately. Kyra, do you want to tell us a little bit about your uh, new character? Yeah, so I'm going to be playing Shatter, a.k.a. Lilith Harkness, from the Reforms playbook. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, I guess wherever you want to start, whether her in-costume identity, out-of-costume, or her past. Yeah, let's start. Well, let's maybe just start a little bit with her powers. So she does have powers that she is known for. She has the ability to manipulate glass so she can break glass. She can move it about. She can put it back together, um, mend cracks and whatnot. Um, Maybe imagine like Magneto's powers, but for glass instead of metal. Um, So that's what she's capable of doing. She is a reform, so she has this villainous past. Um, that is kind of, kind of a, kind of a whole thing. It's kind of a story. So Lilith, when she was very young, was, um, taken in by a man named Ed Warner. Um, she doesn't really know anything about her life before that. She was five or six when Ed took her in. So she was really in a lot of ways kind of raised by him. And Ed Warner is the leader of this group known as the Citizens United Front. This is a group that some might call a subversive political movement, but most people would probably just call it a cult. Um, So she's raised in this very bizarre environment in which um, Ed sort of brings her up as the people's champion of this group that he leads um, and sort of sets her up so that she's seen as the figurehead of this group, but really she is a puppet and Ed's pulling all of the strings. this group is not great. <laughs> um, there's kind of among the members varying degrees of villainy. Some people are just kind of there, but the upper echelons especially are uh, up to some shady things on the surface. The group is their mission is sort of to subvert current power structures, but realistically what this group does is whatever Ed wants them to. So Ed is mostly motivated by his own narcissism really and so a lot of the crimes that Lilith has committed in her past is things like stealing money to help fund this group she has broken into a pretty good number of banks as well as occasionally just enforcing uh grudge matches against people that Ed has taken issue with so that's um where she got her start in super villainy beautiful and on the inverse side of that what has kind of led shatter to leave that life behind yeah so shatter in a lot of ways um she got kicked out of the cult basically um and there there's maybe a lot of detail here and a lot of stuff going on that we will get into more later and i think there's aspects of lilith's story that she maybe hasn't even discovered yet in terms of how this all went down But essentially, she's, you know, going along as the people's champion of this group. But she has some misgivings. Like, she sort of knows she's not, like, the chosen one. She does not necessarily feel that in her soul, that she is 
supposed to be this champion of these people. <laughs> um, so she kind of has, you know, some, some conflicted emotions, but like, this is her life and we're, you know, she, this is the only place she's ever known or felt like she belonged. Um, and it all kind of comes to a head where she has, uh, really only one real friend and that's, uh, Victor Warner. He is the son of Ed, who is the leader. And she has this experience where she goes to him and thinks they're having a little heart to heart about some of her doubts about her position as the people's champion. Um, and unknown to her, uh, she is being recorded by Victor who then later uses this recording as well as some other evidence he's gathered to sort of convince a lot of members of the cult that, you know, she's a phony, his dad's a phony. Um, and from that point, the the group kind of splinters. Um, some people leave altogether. Some people go with Victor. Some people stay with Ed. But none of the groups really want Lilith. And uh, this, this is a character moment for her. There's a lot of fallout for from that, um, first of all, because she feels very betrayed by Victor. And also just because she's really very adrift now. She hasn't really ever known any other life. And so she, I think... Maybe where we will find her in, in the Wonder World comics is a couple months out of this situation where she's sort of got her feet back under her. She's figured out a new source of income. She is selling glass trinkets online um, really pretty successfully. She does very good work that people want to buy, found another place to live. And I think she's been really kind of exploring what she likes if she sees something that she is fascinated by. She just runs with it. But yeah, she, she's really kind of trying to find her place outside of this cult. Relatable. Sometimes a lot of us, I think, have left different parts of our lives and our past behind, try to turn over a new leaf. So what does Shatter wear in costume when she's fighting crime and I guess what she wore as a villain? Yeah, I think she is fairly new to crime fighting. Um, when she was with the cult, she was wearing... Uh, really very muted colors like she basically dressed in beige all the time and they just gave her like these ugly shapeless dresses to wear and now that she has a little more freedom and can choose what she likes she i think <laughs> shortly after her liberation walked into a hot topic and just ran with it um i don't think she's really goth necessarily as like a personality trait or like aware that it's even kind of a countercultural type thing but she really likes the vibes so she um has started wearing a lot of like pastel goth <laughs> uh type clothes she when and, and that's i guess just mostly in her civilian life when she is dressing up to go out in hero which again i think she's only maybe done a few times um she kind of has this like simple dress she wears under this whole get up but she is very, very dramatic. She wears a glass dress that, yeah, it's a glass dress. It's, it's very dramatic. Um, as well as this uh, sort of headpiece made out of black glass that covers her eyes and then kind of comes up like a crown. She's, she's not subtle. She likes to make a statement. Very high boots, like <laughs> knee-high boots in, in this whole getup. Um, she also, after she left the cult, she dyed her hair as one does. So she has this nice, like, blue ombre hair 
that is very pretty. She's like smoking hot. I, I want to make that clear. <laughs> As <laughs> I think one it's must. important to establish these things. She's yeah. So she, she's just like very much coming into her own. Um, she's got like this really pretty hair. She's um, a little bit curvier figure and just really hot. Does she keep her secret identity secret or is she more, is she kind of loose with her, the division between her lives? I think she's kind of medium. Like she is trying to figure out who she is as a person outside of, you know, someone who has powers, but she's also never had a normal life, so to speak, to protect. Uh, She sort of suspects Lilith Harkness isn't even her real name. So she isn't like open, open with her identity, but she's not overly concerned with hiding it. Perfect. And then I think besides going over questions from the rest of the team, um, it's up to you how much you'd like to dive into the relationship section of your backstory, whether that includes with the rest of the heartbreakers or your move friends in low places. Those can come up as we go or we can hit whatever you want here too. Yeah, well, maybe touch on a couple of them because they are fun. Like, that's a huge thing in the uh, Reformed playbook. So the Reformed character starts with two uh, sort of predefined relationships. One is I've earned the trust of Blank and I follow their example of what a hero should be. Um, I'm going to say I've earned the trust of the Electric Kid. I I think as part of Shatter's transition into heroing um, as she's in this stage of her life where she is very adrift. I think she comes across the electric kid. She sees him absolutely getting his ass handed to him, um, which doesn't seem like it should be something that's like, oh, hey, I want to do that. But for whatever reason, I think she saw that and was like, something just clicked. And she is very much in this stage where if something sparks joy for her, she just runs with it. So I think she saw that and was like very, very fascinated and and just kind of ran with it. And then we won't get into too much of the other one, but it's, I did something terrible to blink once. I hope they can forgive me one day. Um, And we are going to say I did something terrible to vice once. And what that was, I think the readers will just have to wait and see. Tune in for more episodes or issues (laughs) of the Heartbreakers to find out more. Yeah. Um, All right. Go ahead. Yeah, she she does also have this friends in low places where she has uh, three different contacts that um, this is sort of the the spiel on the the reformed playbook who have different specialties. She can go to them for help. Um, One of them is going to be Victor Warner. She at this point has not talked to him since their whole incident they're falling out but she does still know him he does have a lot of insider info and she might have to go back to him at some point the other two i think we will maybe just see when and if they can well they will come up but we'll we'll, we'll, we'll come back to them perfect all right do we have any questions for our new member lilith harkness aka shatter Michael or Kaylee? I always have questions. (laughs) But does Michael want to go first? My question is, uh, like, how does Steve know that Lilith saw him? And did she, like, intervene? Or does, like, he... Have they interacted at all? Or is she just... 
kept to herself? Yeah, I think, and and this is, uh, you you can edit this as you desire. Um, I think she did intervene once uh, when he was getting his ass kicked. Um, and I don't think he got a chance to talk to her or even really see her, but is maybe sort of aware that perhaps someone with a, a power set like hers has stepped up to, to save him. Yeah, I actually really like that. Like, um, there was a time definitely when Steve got pretty, pretty thoroughly slapped and got like almost gutted by a machete and would probably, yeah, be in, in some pretty dire straits then. Yeah. So, so I think that's them. I think she's, like I said, fascinated by him in a way that I don't think she really understands or can explain, but I think she's kind of hoping to run into him again, just because it was like this light bulb moment for her of like, Oh, that's a thing a person can do. I have two questions. The first one is, (laughs) the first one is, has Lilith ever committed crime at the caravan James at the Burbs central plaza and fountain? I don't think so. I think when she committed crime, she was kind of a big go big or go home. So I don't think she's done anything more small scale than like a major bank robbery. <laughs> like so she's that or just like wrecking up some whoever <laughs> at Warner has a grudge match against. So she's not a uh, she's not wanted in the burbs for Caravan James related crimes. There's been a spree of those lately. <laughs> I, I don't think so. And I think she, like, obviously there's some awareness that someone has been going around doing glass tornadoes during robberies and such. I think she isn't necessarily, like, someone they can pin those crimes on, even though it's like, yeah, she also has glass powers, but how do you know it's the same person with glass powers? I don't think people have really seen her face when she was committing crimes, so she has, I think, that level of anonymity as a protection. I have a sneaking suspicion that somewhere Officer O'Malley has a Polaroid tucked away with the electric kid and Shatter in the same place. And that's part of his proof that this is, you know, a vile kid who's definitely doing some bad shit. And he needs oh, to watch it's on out a court board somewhere for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, it's one, it's one of the strings. Got at least two red strings going to it. Maybe a blue one. <laughs> uh... <laughs> It's one of those, like, in his basement, it's in a cupboard, and when he opens it, it's just full of, like, mm-hmm. electric kid-related mm-hmm. crime. Yeah, um, it's like one of those, like, fold-out dartboard things, but for, yeah. you know, his conspiracy board. <laughs> that he's right about. It's like a science fair board. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I thought of a third question while I was, while you were answering that, which is really quick. Does, does Lilith go to school? I think Lilith does not currently go to school. I think she could be persuaded to go to school. Well, we'll put it at that. Okay. I don't uh, think, I mean, she'd have to figure some things out. Like, I, I don't think the government knows she exists. And, and like, I, like, I don't think she has a social security number. <laughs> so. So some little things like that might need to be sorted Some minor things that I, sh- I'm, I, I think they could overcome, but. Sweet. 
Uh, the, the community fi- library has a, a community integration program for <laughs> new citizens and people who have been displaced due to all the, uh, you know, the wars in the sea and the alien displacements and things like that. I mean, that. it's New Olympus. Weirder things have yeah. happened. Yeah, yeah. Kids without social security numbers show up all the time. <laughs> Ryan was one of them, probably. Uh, <laughs> uh, cool. The, my final question, which is probably the most important question. Uh, she's smoking hot. Does Ryan have a chance with her? <laughs> um, unfortunately, Lilith is like tragically heterosexual. Um, the greatest tragedy of her story. Yeah, not the cold stuff, just only liking boys. Wow. <laughs> a girl that Steve doesn't have to compete with Ryan over? <laughs> he finally has a shot. Ryan's finally going to get to be a wingman. <laughs> yeah. Alas, this is how she came to me, so this is how she is. <laughs> we forgive her. Yeah, I, th- I think she's straight. I think it's exclusively boys for her. Ryan doesn't understand, but will will be wingmanning pretty hard. So, yeah. <laughs> Without condoning or condemning, I accept. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how tall is she? On the we need the height chart conspiracy theorists. Um, Lilith is five ten. She's kind of a tall girl. Hell yeah! Not as tall as Ryan, but. <laughs> The two tallest members of the Heartbreakers are Ryan and Lilith, with uh, <laughs> Steve and Gray coming in much shorter. Short kings! Yeah, and this was not like, I, I know many heights have been chosen as like, really well thought out sort of things that are like power moves or, you know, like Eden short because she needs to be short and angry. Um, Lilith is 5'10 because she's Taylor Swift's height. <laughs> And literally no other reason. <laughs> you know, making important narrative choices here. So important. Very, I cannot very wait to see what kind of trouble these kids get up to. You know, I think they'll manage to find some. I just have a hunch. Wonder World Comics is an actual play podcast of Masks, A New Generation by Brendan Conway. This issue was jammed by Kaylee Newberry, who can be found on Twitter at Kaylee underscore Newberry. Moonflower is played by Kyra Nelson, who can be found on her Twitter at Kyra M. Nelson. Agatha Hazlitt and Gustav the Armored are played by Sawyer A. The Vice is played by Justin Reed, who can be found on his Twitter at WWComicsStitch. The Electric Kid is played by Michael Dunham, who can be found on his Twitter at GalvanicMan. Wonderworld Comics is produced by Michael Dunham, and it is edited by Michael Dunham and Justin Reed. The music is from Dvorak Symphony No. 9. Do you have questions or comments? You can get a hold of us on Twitter at WWComicsPodcast, or send us an email at WWComicsPodcast at gmail.com.